For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 459. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Fennack. Hey bud, how's it going? It's, as always, the default answer, it's going great. <laughs> Good afternoon. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, well, today is a little different. I know we are, we're doing the SEO learning series, but we're kind of behind on news. So today's going to be a news episode and then we'll jump back into the SEO learning series in the next episode. Um, there's just been so much going on and we've been, well, you know, we have to keep up updates up to date on it, but realize you guys probably might be a little behind because heck I would be, there's so much happening right now. Um, so let's just jump and dive right into it. There's been a bunch of core updates. Anyone with a website that's seen any fluctuations in rankings, probably is quite aware of this. Uh, there's been an October and a November set of core updates. Uh, they're overlapping, including the review update and a whole bunch of stuff. So why don't you fire away here, Scott? Sure, yeah. So the October core update ran basically most of October, the 5th to the 19th. And then a few days later, well, a week later, on November 2nd, a November core update ran from the 2nd to the 28th, so all month, basically. Um at the same time, there was a spam update in October and another product reviews update, which just finished uh, December 7th, which for us is today. Um, and that ran for a month. So like Google's overlapping all these updates, which is great fun because if you uh, decide to chase a problem, it could be one of four updates. Like how, how are you ever supposed to figure out which update caused the problems? But there's not a lot to say. Usually these updates, you know, back in the day, whenever there was an update, it was very clear. Google did an update targeting a certain thing. And if you you crashed and burned, you knew it was because of that thing. Well, now it's not really like that. Um, so there's kind of just sort of some general advice to follow. And we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to go super deep into it. But if you found your site was hit in the last couple months, your rankings have tumbled, it could be one of the core updates, in which case it's generally related to content. Uh, what to do if you're hit essentially is make sure your content is original, comprehensive, interesting, Make sure your your headlines and page titles are descriptive and relevant. Uh, make sure your content is free from factual errors, grammatical spelling errors, and that your site has a general positive user experience. That's sort of the, the best overall thing you can look into. Um, it could be other stuff, but that's you know the, the best advice that Google and most people are giving related to core updates. Uh, when it is, content has to be factual. Since I just said it. <laughs> 
AI said it, so it's factual. That pretty much destroys half the content on my. Well, that's that's true. It, it's supposed to be, but is it always? The, the, <laughs> not the last there. few years. That's a whole other podcast yeah. right there. We <laughs> that should be our next episode. Just like yeah. totally go off the. Yeah, we've gotten great reviews of when we do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe let's not do that. Well, we'll start a new one, and then you guys can join in on that one. Yeah. Um, there was. I'll get to the spam update in a sec. Uh, I'll just jump ahead in my notes to the reviews update as well. So there was a product reviews update again. Um, again, you know, it's kind of the same sort of stuff. If you have a review-based website, you really want to be doing this right. If you if you saw, uh, you know, problems before, hopefully this review update helped your site rebound. Uh, a recap on what to do for quality reviews and help recover is, you know, make sure you're, you're using first-hand information, uh, prove your authority, you know, show... Uh, uh, statistics and research data and imagery and and videos and tests and and, and don't just regurgitate other reviews for certain products. Uh, include links to other resources, other sellers. Um, make sure all your media is original. And if you do all that kind of stuff, your review site should do well generally. Again, we talked about it in really long detail in other episodes. So yeah, I wish I had a number. Be authentic. To be actually yeah. do the work. I know it's a shocker. A lot of people are yeah. succeeding without doing the work and, and that gets pretty tempting. I get it. But Google's not letting you do that anymore. At least they're doing their best not to. So uh, get those videos, get those images. Um, again, make sure they're unique, copyrighted, whatever you can do to make sure that's authentically yours and you've proven that. Um, and this also applies to when you're writing content. Maybe you're using AI to help you with your content. Hell, everyone is now. I am. Um the key here, though, is that it has to have that experience, right? Um, so it's part of the reviews update in many ways. Uh, Google is always looking for low-quality content. Low-quality content typically doesn't have a lot of these elements we just mentioned. Um, personal experience, unique first-hand information. I don't, I'm regurgitating this, but it's, it's from a different perspective. It's important for you to know that, that simply using AI-generated content will never be enough. Um, even with some of the better systems that are out there, uh, I've worked with a couple and uh, they're amazing, uh, really are, but, um, they even try using colloquialisms and it's like, it's stunning. Even they even add the odd bit of grammar in there Poor grammar is like, wow, this is really impressive just to fake out these, uh, AI testing algorithms. The thing is they're always going to lack personal experience. Logically, that's never going to be something you can fix. Um, what I hope to see at some point is where you can actually just add a section into a form saying, this is my personal experience. These are some of the tips I personally have. Here are some quotes you can use, and then it'll generate. That would be amazeballs. I'd love that. That would be fantastic. So um, in a way, you can do that yourself using the right prompts using ChatGPT, but even I... Well, I, I'm nowhere near as advanced as many people are who are being really, really digging into this with their into their prompts. But even I'm having a hard time doing that effectively. I'm getting better, but uh, it's it's still very much trial and error. And uh, anyway, got off on an AI uh, rant there, but you know what? We're just about to jump into AI. So, hey, that's perfect. Uh, Google Gemini. This is really the sole reason I thought we needed to do this show. Um, or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you're familiar with Bard or, well, hell, just watching the news. 
Google Bard is uh, Google's answer to Bing's AI and ChatGPT. So, what is it? Officially known as Gemini 1.0, it is a large language model that can work with all types of information, text, images, audio, video, or code. Gemini brings Google competitively closer to OpenAI's GPT model. Unquote. That's from Search Engine Land. Now, I should note that's GPT's model 3.5. GPT has since launched 4.0. Um, I've been using 4.0 and 4.5 for a while, and it's, it's amazing, or 4.0, whatever, just short of 4.0, and it's incredible. There's going to be three levels of Gemini, Ultra, Pro, and Nano. Nano is specifically meant for mobile platforms. Pro is going to be their more robust version that the average user should use and can use. Ultra will be for very specific, really machine-intensive uh, queries. I would imagine, I can't even imagine what that's charged for. I'm not even sure they have a price yet for Ultra. It's coming out next year. I'm jumping all over the place here, getting ahead of myself. But essentially, Google Bard now, what you see now, is powered by a fine-tuned version of Gemini Pro. This gives Bard more advanced reasoning, planning, and understanding, Google said, calling this Bard's biggest upgrade since launch. It's now available in English in more than 170 countries with plans to expand further in the near future. That's courtesy of Search Engine Land and some mix and match from Google Bard. Uh, in our show notes, there'll be some really useful links to different pages, including Google's information about trying Gemini AI. Uh, and this is part of what they can say here. They, they said here is, you can now try Gemini Pro and Bard for new ways to collaborate with AI. Gemini Ultra will become will come to Bard early next year in a new experience called Bard Advanced. Ultra. Advanced. Pro. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit insane. I'm expecting Super Gemini Ultra Plus in 2025. <laughs> all, all these words, in this world we live in, they don't have meaning anymore. No. Everybody's using them. And, and what does that even mean, right? Like... We need to invent a new word and then super take away its meaning. Super duper. Super. Anyway, uh, it's just a little overwhelming, and that's nothing unusual with Google. Uh, it, it's it's kind of funny how you know they have a filter that's supposed to filter things and make them better for the public. Can you imagine how much work they must have to do if that's what they consider better for the public? <laughs> it must be so convoluted when the nerds get that info to them these these hyper brilliant <laughs> engineers get this system together and they put it up this is what we'll have and they're like oh my god i can't give this to the public let's call it ultra pro and nano and oh yeah there's another one that should be advanced and oh and they'll make it advanced make, yeah 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 of course they still have google deep mind which all this stuff is it's hard to keep track of and i won't get into what that all this stuff again we it's easy to find out what google DeepMind it we've talked about it in the past and what it does but apparently google DeepMind shared a report <laughs> um it shared a report that found that gemini outperformed gpt 3.5 for six of eight industry benchmarks uh but open eye has offered gpt4 since march <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Mike, this brand new car is—it beats the, the that Pinto from last year. Oh man, like my my Toyota is so much better than a Model T. Yeah. It's like so much better. But in the funny, you you, you laugh and, and, and as do I. But I guess 
probably the, the leaps in capability from 3.5 to 4 could be close to that. I don't know how exponential it is, but I can see some of the differences. Lack of mistakes, far better understanding. If you have a question, this is stunning, and you may not have done this already, listeners, but if you have a question and you're trying to find an answer online, and you're just like, you can't put it into words. Oh my gosh, that happens to me a lot, and I do a lot of searching. I thought, what the hell am I doing? Why don't I just ask ChatGPT, uh, which is what I use primarily. I don't use Bard because Google decided to take forever to launch it outside of the US. So screw that. Um, I'll, I'll do it now, to be fair. Can we can we do the next SEO 101 and just ask ChatGPT to write us a script? And then we'll just do whatever it tells us. Gosh, that would be funny. Actually, you know what we should do? We should do that and then post it to our Facebook page. Some people guess like as like a parody episode or something. <laughs> can we do the video too? We can do everything with predictions about the advancement of AI. Oh, AI predicting itself. I love it. It's terrifying. I'm not sleep. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. If it can give you an accurate prediction about itself, does that would that not define sentience right there? Like, oh no, probably not. No, I guess not. But but it's still be fascinating. And and the thing that. What I was getting at though is, I I have these moments and I, it's 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 us breaking through this level of understanding and that this capability is even there that I can just ask Bart or I could just ask ChatGPT I can just ask the AI my question and it actually gives me a damn good answer. Uh, I actually was trying to figure out how to do something with AI. I said, how would I use you to do this? And it gave me an answer that was perfection. And I was like. Wow, I just spent half an hour looking for that answer, and I could have just asked you. It's mind blowing. Um, Someday we're going to learn. It's just a you know a room with a million monkeys on typewriters answering everybody. Yeah, but it's not even AI. Exactly. So um, Gemini has improved Bard by giving you more control. This is a quote from uh, shoot. Did I not put down the link? Not Sundar Pichai, but another guy on Twitter, another one to Google AI guys. He says, by giving you more control of hallucinations, there's an option to double check. I'll talk about that in a sec. More multimodality and integration with assistive capabilities, like assistant with Bard. Ah, unquote. So stop, start off, what is multimodal AI? I had a good idea. I thought I better look it up and then read it off to you guys. It's something you're going to hear more of as you're in the game here. Um, I've seen it a ton lately. It's actually quite simple. Multi, it's going to sound fancy here, but essentially it means that various data types such as image, text, speech, numerical data are combined with multiple intelligence processing algorithm, algorithms to achieve higher performance. It often outperforms single modal AI in many real world problems. So I guess it's like having multiple brains working on the same answer and then combining the answer into a single final result. Uh, wow. Uh, and in this case, of course, it can do it in multi-mode as well in terms of the data being provided. Uh, fascinating. One thing I, I mentioned here too was um, the hallucinations. Uh this is another common issue. It's, it's actually quite a, a, a um, dictionary, a new dictionary coming out. It must be, the, the, the Oxford Dictionary must be having a hard time with all these 
to me anyway, new terms. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP SmartSide products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. SmartSide trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP SmartSide products. Plus, visit Menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at that are coming up. In this case, hallucinations and it result is something that uh, occurs when AI makes something up because it believes it to be true. Um, I'm not explaining it perfectly. I know there's a better de definition of online, but that's kind of the concept. And so if you're not sure of an answer, there's an option within BARD now to double check it to where it does fact checking. How good is that is, I have no idea. This is the sort of stuff that has to be tested. So the AI creates content. You're like, I don't know. Can you fact check what you just gave me? And then it fact checks itself and says, no, I'm right. Or no, I'm wrong. Whatever. Yeah. Essentially. Like how, okay. how can you fact check yourself? It's got to be a different system doing the fact checking. Probably. And yeah. maybe it, it bases itself on trusted sources versus anything. I don't know. It's very interesting though. Uh, that's uh Definition of multimodal AI was courtesy of Aimsoft. They had a great little description of that on their site. Uh, the Pixel 8 Pro phone will now have AI built in via the Gemini Nano system. So phones are now going to have AI built in, which is wild. Now, whether that's now they say AI built in, maybe it's got some of the code that will send the information, but I'm sure that it won't run without connectivity. I can't see how because it has to work off a massive. Doc, uh, database of machine blank, uh, 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 essentially a massive database that's online. Uh, so I don't exactly know what, how that's any different than assistant, but I'm no engineer. Uh, why does any of this matter? Essentially, Google's confirmed it will be part of the Google search experience soon. Uh, we all know that's going to happen. We don't know what it's going to look like, when it's going to happen, whether or not it will succeed or fail. But, uh, you know, Gem uh, Google's being very careful. Low, I'm releasing this, whereas Bing's pretty much got it in their system already. And I applaud them for that. Why not? Take the risks. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, Sundar Pichai on his Twitter has a uh, great video example of Gemini in action. So you can see some of the capabilities of it, uh, which I think is really helpful to picture what you can and can't do. Whew. That was a lot. Let's take a quick break and we'll drop uh, 
uh, drop some mobile usability, usability report info because uh, that sounds so exciting. Well, <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my company's senior SEO, Scott Sanak. All right, I've talked enough. What yeah, this, this, this is so exciting, like you said. Uh, uh, mobile usability report. So if you use the mobile usability report in Google Search Console, or you use the mobile-friendly test, um, well, you don't use it anymore <laughs> because... <laughs> It's gone. Um, back in April, Google said that it was going to uh, sunset both of these tools. And uh, they said they do it on December 1st and December 4th. I guess they gave you three days of extra time to use them. It is gone. So uh, what does this mean for you? Well, it means you're going to be using Lighthouse now. If you used to use a mobile-friendly test, uh, Google now just redirects that old link to a page about Lighthouse, and you're going to use Lighthouse within Chrome. Uh, we don't use it a lot. I mean, we used to for sure when, um, uh, of course my wife was phoning me. I'll just, you know, it is muted. Good. Um, um, we used to use it a lot, especially when mobile was just sort of, uh, starting to be important because that, you know, it was kind of new, but now almost all sites are mobile. Mobile get in. Mobile get in. Remember that? Well, I was big. I don't remember that. Oh yeah. That's that's what they were calling it. It was when Google was going to go mobile front, mobile um, mobile first. Oh my gosh. If your yeah. website didn't yeah. have mobile, you were pooped. You were, you were done. Ah, uh, <laughs> now, yeah, basically everybody's mobile friendly now, but, uh, you know, if you need to check, you can use Lighthouse or other tools out there. Um, yeah, that's really all there is to say about that. So if you're looking for it and it's gone, now you know why. Simple. And, uh, and so this is kind of fun. So Ross and I were both like, didn't Google already do this? So Google has added support for organization structured markup. And in a sense, they additional did, support, additional, additional support. Um, so what that means is now, if you go into the, the rich snippets tool for Google, you will actually see Google's uh, a report on your organization markup and, and validate it and all that kind of stuff. Whereas before you wouldn't necessarily see that. And they're also going to be using more of that markup in rich results, whereas they would have pulled some of that information from outside of structured markup. So, yeah, this is uh, the Google announced on the November 29th that today we're expanding our support for organizational information by extracting additional administrative data. The existing logo report in Search Console and validations in the rich results test are now replaced with more extensive organization validations in the rich results test. Those are Google's words, not mine. Um, so... I mean, I, this is great. This is great. And it, it's, it kind of shows why it's sometimes important to mark things up, even if you're not positive that Google cares because they might care eventually, or they might be caring and we just don't know it. And so if you've already had this marked up, you're golden. You, you probably should have. Um, if you don't, if you're one of our clients, you can do, you don't have to worry about it. If you work with an SEO, you probably already have it marked up. Um, and keep in mind, if you have local business markup on your site, local business is a subset of organization. So you're good. Um, but just make sure it's there because it can help contribute to rich enhance, rich result enhancements, knowledge panels, uh, help searchers more easily find information about your business that they're looking for. So um, cool. Fun stuff. Yeah. Totally, totally exciting. 
<laughs> super exciting, but it's different. It's new. Totally, eh? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> you're a Valley Girl, though, all right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to quit this show now. That's a lot of star right there. I can't handle it. Um, I wonder if McDonald's is hiring. Calling it up. Um, and so this is kind of fun. Uh, a little bit of information here. Back in September, Google, um, or sorry, in August, Google removed how-to rich results and uh, uh, FAQ rich results. And then in September, they extended that, and that's via mobile search. And then in September, they expanded it to desktop. And what that was is if you had how-to or FAQ data on your site, sometimes below your listing in the, the results, you would see those questions. This is not to be confused with the people also ask box, which hasn't gone away. Um, but anyways, now they're back. Uh, how-to rich results and FAQ rich results are both back as of December. Uh, I don't know to what extent. Uh, Glenn Gade posted to X slash Twitter uh, that he's seeing the return. And uh, good, I guess. You know, that's great. If it's something you relied on in the past, now it's back. You will hopefully see another jump in traffic related to that. Yeah, and I think, uh, well, I, I believe we even mentioned it in one of our shows when they when they announced this, that it didn't seem likely this was going to stick around. At least we were, I, I was highly doubting that they would stop showing it. It has so much benefit to users. Maybe it was a test to see just how they could push the traffic elsewhere and whether or not they could make people happier. I don't know. No idea. But it's uh, it was a it was something they could never leave out. We look for how-tos all the time. Oh, it, it just makes sense. Yeah, I do think that a lot of the, cr- the results were crap. So hopefully they've improved it a bit. Like they had sites that were so packed with hat that... Getting to the how-to was torture. If you could even yeah. get through the ads or through the interstitials or the pop-ups and oh my god, horrible. Um, so let's just hope that was part of it. A little cleanup. So speaking from us, uh, we have being Canadian podcasters here. This is good news. Google will pay Canadian publishers seventy-three million dollars a year to keep news links in search. A new law in Canada, Bill C eighteen, which is rolling out on December nineteenth is enacting the Online News Act. Uh, A quote from Search Engine Land, this act proposes a regime to regulate digital platforms that act as intermediaries in Canada's news media ecosystem in order to enhance fairness in the Canadian digital news market. Unquote. Wow, it's wordy. Anyway. um, Very wordy. (laughs) Very wordy. Uh, Yeah. So, essentially... The bill forces tech companies to pay for news content, which is good. Um, Google had was stopping, was threatening to stop serving news, just as Facebook has done for Canada, which is really annoying. I hate not being able to share a single news link on Facebook. It, I actually try to share stuff from the states, and it gives me the same thing sometimes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess independent people they don't know. I don't know, uh, or maybe it's from a CDN. They're out of anywho. Um, as a part of the agreement. They will be paying publishers $73 million a year. I don't know if this is, it's still proposed. It hasn't been signed, but it sounds highly likely that it will be. And uh, I think it's a really good idea. Uh, these, these news organizations are necessary to provide a multi-modal, no, of <laughs> a, a, a very dispersed uh, words today. What is it? It's not even Friday. Elmar, um, 
I like the variety of news that comes out of having more organizations versus just a couple that can afford to stay around. So I think this is a really good idea. There. Simpler. <laughs> Easy. Okay. All right. Local SEO. What do you got here? So this is kind of interesting. I just saw this this morning. Um, so Barry reported on it and actually Joy Hawken actually reported originally that um, Google may be implementing a new ranking factor within their local pack tied to your current open status. So for example, if you open at 9am and someone does a search for you at 6am, you're not going to show up because you're not open. And then at 9am, you will show up again. Um, so Joy had a, a few examples where she had searched for, um, I don't know what her exact search term was, but uh, one was uh, lawyers and one was psychiatrists. And the results, I think it was for one specific site, actually. And the rankings were dramatically different before and after they opened. Um, Barry went and did something similar with a web development was a search term. And his results were a little bit different at six o'clock and eight o'clock and nine o'clock. So they did vary, but not by a lot. So I think the jury's kind of still out. Is this a coincidence? Did Joy stumble onto something? Is Google implementing implementing this? Um, we just don't know yet. It's too soon. But I, I, I see pros and cons to it. But I, I feel like it would be way too easy to manipulate. Um, if you're not open twenty four hours, you're not supposed to say you are. But that's a workaround right there. So you, you fake it somehow. You, you know, you just say you're open twenty four hours. And you try to back that up with Google, and and you'd get around this quite easily. So. Not really sure what will happen, but um, an interesting uh, potential change over with your local ranking. So maybe do a test, do a search for your business at uh, you know before you're open, while you're open, and after you close for the day, and, and see if you see a difference. Um, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think I suspect it's only in the states because it is early. So yeah, to keep that on mind, I wouldn't bother trying it here in Canada or uh, outside of the states. Maybe the EU. Parts of the EU, because they do typically get some of this before us. But definitely, if you're in the States, this is worth a test. Yeah. So, okay. And now cool. you put a, a question in here. I'm pretty sure, or a comment in this case, uh, that we did cover this ages ago, but it's still nice to mention. Um, Peter Knight in our Facebook group said, just a heads up, but I used your podcast notes today to find the article you mentioned on Google AI, not necessarily caring if content is written by AI or not. Very useful resource. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you. It's nice to get some positive feedback, Peter. And if we're doubly thanking you, that's even better, right? We did it twice. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to include this for those that uh, don't. So, you know, it's a good example of why you should subscribe to the notes and check them out because they are a great resource, especially if you're listening a lot and you want to get those links to things we're talking about. I'm just listening and then trying to Google search where that article is or where did we find that information. It's so easy if you got the notes, so... Yeah, and you should wait it. too that uh, we've completely rejigged how the notes are being done. Uh, it's much, much better than it was. Uh, so anyone who's gave up on it before, and there was a few that unsubscribed, and I get it. It was mostly just a dump of notes with some links. Well, now it's more structured. It includes important links. It's got a summary. It's got key takeaways. I think it's infinitely better. So I hope you enjoy it and. By all means, leave us some notes on the Facebook page, uh, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook, and just uh, tell us what you think, how we can improve it. We'd love to do that. I want to make sure that we're providing a great resource for the time we're putting in, okay? Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and our company's senior CEO, Scott Fanak, 
Thanks for joining us today. You'll be have a great week and a happy season in case you don't listen to the next episode in time or we don't get it out in time. Because <laughs> that could happen. That could. <laughs> a few eggnogs that it might not happen. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.